0: Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. Um Do you have a Bevy? <laughs> no, I do not, actually. Whoa.
1: <laughs> not even water? I lied. I have a cup of water in my medieval times novelty cup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you? Um, I am drinking orange bubbly you're a big bubbly guy I tend to hyper fixate on like one flavor right now it's the blackberry flavor that one's like my favorite um but they just have so many flavors and I haven't even tried all of them so gonna have to get that going do you have a reason for drinking your bubblies um I mean I think this was my reason last week or maybe it wasn't because we hadn't like announced it till the end of the episode but I'm really excited about this book talk thing that we're starting to work on um it's really fun and it allows us to talk about just like more random things not necessarily just things that are you know one book at a time like one topic which is nice um what else oh I'm going to a music festival. Not this weekend, but next weekend, which I'm super excited Ooh. for. That's why I'm going to be away. We're recording in advance right now. Um, but yeah, Beyond Wonderland. It's in Washington at the Gorge.
1: I feel like I remember you telling me this like a while ago, being like, it's something that you wanted to go to. You weren't sure if you were
0: going to. Is this the same one? I think so, because, yeah, I bought these fucking tickets, <laughs> like, in late 2019 because we were gonna go in 2020 and then you know oh so the like tickets just carried over yeah they let you um carry over because like the first one got canceled i think in the year 2020 and then 2021 um it still happened but the border between canada and the u.s was closed so they let Canadians or like just people outside of the States in general, they like let them just carry their tickets over. Um, so, yeah, I've been waiting for this for like three years and I am so excited. Is there like someone specific that you're excited for or just like the
1: best? I mean,
0: <laughs> honestly, not really. The lineup changed since um, <laughs> 2020. Fair enough. So there is like a couple artists that I was really excited to see who aren't gonna be there this that's year. So that's so like so
1: unfortunate.
0: Yeah. But like I'm going with really amazing people and like it's still gonna be like the same vibe. Like it's an EDM festival. Um, and I don't really listen to a whole lot of EDM music in like my day-to-day life. I just kind of like like the EDM festival like vibes, and I I really I like EDM music when I'm like listening to it live because it's just I think I don't know why it's different to me than listening to it like on just like a song for some reason because like even when I'm at the gym I like go on SoundCloud and I listen to EDM sets like I don't listen to playlists or like just individual songs for some reason I don't know why it's just like they mix it differently when it's live um but yeah So I I know I'm going to have fun regardless. And also this ticket was like, I think the total cost of this trip is going to be like $800. So it's like I spent, I think the tickets were like $600-ish, maybe a little over that. And then having it be like not being able to go to something that I spent $600 on for three years is just. The worst feeling ever. So I'm just happy that I'm getting my money's worth finally. Yeah. Um. What it's about a long you? Long time you coming. A- oh. I said it's uh, just a long time coming. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a reason for drinking?
1: Um. Ooh, I registered for all my classes. Ooh. And apparently, it's like a a bit of a battle to get the classes you want because. Third years get first pick because they're like their last year. So if you have requirements or anything, they get it in first. Mm -hmm. And so spots are limited. So when second years all at the same time are allowed to pick their classes, like it's uh, hard, apparently. So not a lot of people get all the classes they want to. I was there exactly when it opened and I got all the classes I wanted. So
0: nice. Is there, like, a class you're really excited for, like?
1: um, w- One of them, it's uh, evidence. And the only reason I'm excited for it is because, like, the class description is, like, everything that you ever hear about lawyers in courtrooms, mm-hmm. that's what evidence teaches you. Like, when to use hearsay, objections, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I was like, cool. That sounds- I don't even want to do, like, courtroom law, but I think it would just be, like valuable to know Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah so that one i'm excited for and then uh secured transactions Mm. or no that's not i'm not taking that one not now securities regulation that one i'm excited for what's that about Uh, it's uh basically it's like financial regulation of like stock markets but like the legal side (laughs) It doesn't sound exciting when I say it like that, but it is exciting. It amazes me what you're interested in. <laughs> Honestly, I also don't know why I'm interested in it, but it's—I don't know.
0: I mean, at least you're like you're interested in the things that like will make you money, which is like it's 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 good that you're interested in those things. Like, well, like.
1: like it it would make me money if I was good at it, <laughs> and that's a
0: really big if. Still, I don't know. I feel you you told me that you like killed it on your exams.
1: Yeah, but like <laughs> I am an academic person. <laughs> real life application and and
0: academic grades I feel are like very right, different that's fields. True. You're definitely not as real world smart as you are book smart. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I feel like I'm self-aware enough to know that, so I don't know how well I'll do in real life, but, you know, interested in it nonetheless. Um,
0: Any other reason? You good? Mm-hmm. You ready? Cool. Um, So this episode, we are reviewing or talking about um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid a very popular book very very um well known on the internet a lot of hype around this book
1: do you... Yeah this was
0: definitely like a big big book talk one
1: Mhm I was you... skeptical I was skeptical you... too cuz like I think I think you suggested reading this book I did I like, yeah mm. cuz as you may know, BookTok has not done us
0: well. <laughs> yeah, BookTok has done us pretty dirty in the past. But like this one, I kind of wanted to read it because I didn't really know what it was like about. I assumed seven husbands, but like other than that, like I didn't really know the plot at all. Um, and it's super popular, and. I also, like, I love fantasy, but sometimes I do kind of want to break from fantasy, and this was just kind of, like, the first book that came to mind. Um, I do think um, the thing that did help for me
1: reading this book, as opposed to, like, our other book talk selections, I didn't, like, like you, I didn't actually know what this book was about at all. I just knew that people liked it, whereas I think other books, we had, like, in-depth understanding of, like, the plot
0: line, and we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. and I feel like the difference between this book is like people just said it was a good book but they didn't necessarily or at least I didn't hear why um whereas like with We Were Liars for example everyone was like this is a great book because it has the best plot twist of all time yeah. and then we get to the plot twist, and we're like mm. this was terrible <laughs> yeah like I've I've actually read m- many greater plot twists but like with this book, I was just like everyone was saying it was a good book. And I yeah, think now <laughs> with book talk, I'm a little bit more skeptical to begin with. Like before when people were recommending books so heavily on book talk, I was like, oh, I bet it's amazing. So many people like it. Like now I'm like, okay, a lot of people like it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I will. There's like a difference. Yeah established after getting my hopes up after a few few failed attempts (laughs) um but yeah so like did um do you feel like this book lived up to the hype
1: i don't know i feel like it's a bit of a hard Mm question hard question to answer just because like Yes, I did like the book. It was well-written. It was interesting. It was kind of different, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's not not a storyline that I had heard a lot. But there was excessive hype over this book. And, like, yes, it was good. It was well-written. I don't know if it was, like, the most noteworthy book of, like, a certain period of time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know. I'm being a bit critical.
0: <laughs> it was good. It was, yeah, you know, it it deserved hype. It was good. <laughs> um, do you have anything spoiler-free to
1: say about the book? Um, the title is very telling. <laughs> 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 That's not a
0: spoiler. You you just have to read the cover. It's true. I feel like the the title is so telling but I was still like surprised with some of the plot lines in the book if that makes any sense like yeah
1: it like it's what you think it is but also it's not
0: yeah like it's just like it was a lot more complex than I had anticipated especially coming from like a book talk book
1: Although I'm not going to lie, I did think when I read Seven Husbands, I was expecting a story about Seven Husbands at the same time. Ooh, I didn't. I I don't know why that was my assumption, but like that's where I was going with this book and I realized I was very wrong almost immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Love it when that happens every time I read.
0: (laughs) We think we know what's happening? Nope. (laughs) never um yeah i mean i guess another um spoiler free thing that i would like to say um is that surprisingly even though this is about seven husbands of a woman there is actually really good um lgbt representation in in this book which we didn't plan this but it is pride month (laughs) Um so that it was it was there it wasn't like i don't know i don't want to like spoil anything but there is it's there oh i mean i guess spoiler free without getting too into the details of like the husbands and like what happens and everything like that evelyn hugo is like a movie star in old hollywood and i liked that setting like I haven't really read a book from that like takes place in this time period that I can like recall that isn't maybe like um I don't know I just like I don't I don't really I usually either read fantasy books or more like modern books or ancient mythology books so it was really interesting to like read a book that was set in this way I liked it in old Hollywood.
1: Yeah, it was a different setting. I just realized there should be trigger warnings in this book. Oh
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll edit this in. Yeah. You can abuse, talk about it. Suicide. Maybe say- <laughs> trigger warning first. Don't you oh, say okay. abuse. I just cut in abuse. Suicide.
1: These these are just words I learned today. No. Um <laughs> There are some trigger warnings to this book, um, abuse, suicide, terminal illness, maybe some substance abuse, maybe substance abuse. Yeah. Car, car crash.
0: <laughs> car <crashes. laughs> Daddy
1: issues. Is a car crash a trigger warning? (laughs) Honestly, now I'm a a little bit unsure what a trigger warning is. (laughs) Like, how specific do they get? (laughs) Like, do you go like (laughs) bodily harm or do you go like bodily harm to like automobiles? (laughs) Do you have to do like car crash (laughs) you were the one in the car car crash (laughs) maybe google the trigger (laughs) no you know what the big ones are substance abuse abuse (laughs) and (laughs) I already forgot the other one suicide suicide (laughs) yeah honestly now that I think about it it is kind of a dark book like there are some heavy Hmm. heavy topics in this Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and like I know we always talk about how like fantasy is like way more fun actually one second good but I know how we always talk about fantasy being like it's like a light version of heavy topics mm-hmm. this one also it didn't feel heavy to me like despite wow.
0: like some of the topics that are being discussed yeah i agree yeah i feel like there was enough going on like like there was enough um good things going on that there was like a little bit of a balance i find um like some books I find just really, really focus on the heavy, whereas like this, it's like we're focusing on a story, and then these things are just kind of going on in the background. Like they're a part of certain characters, like character development, but they're not their entire story. Yeah. I like
1: the way it was like put into this. Book. Mm-hmm. I guess
0: uh what's what's your overall? My overall, honestly, I think I'm gonna give it a nine. Really? Yeah. I was very mm. pleasantly surprised by this book. <laughs> this one had a plot twist. <laughs> it had a plot twist. It had character development. One that I did not see coming at all. I know. Yeah. Like um yeah, big plot twist. <laughs> Actually, I don't I don't want to fall into the category of people who overhype <laughs> books. So we'll just say a good plot twist.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if it's like a plot twist, really. More of like a surprise. <laughs> I feel like we should have better words for this. <laughs> um, but I don't. I would honestly maybe agree. Obviously, slightly less, <laughs> like eight point five. Eight point five. Nice. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I. It was a really nice break from the fantasy that we read.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's very rare for me to like a non-fantasy book um, as much as I like fantasy, but this one, like, I was very pleasantly surprised by it. I didn't really expect to like it as much as I did, because one, it's not fantasy, and two, I've just gotten my hopes up for so many book talk books that, like... Yeah. Um All right, well, should we just, like, get into the spoilers and talk about it? Yeah. The first,
1: like, this is not really a spoiler. It's more of just, like, a... Really? Um, It's, like, um, really right in the beginning, they say that chorus girl is a euphemism for a prostitute. Is that true? Like, is that, like, a well-known euphemism? Not to me. (laughs) Because I read that and I was like, "Really? I've never heard that." But maybe it is. Maybe it's like an old, old Hollywood setting euphemism. But
0: maybe, yeah, I, I just never heard of that. I was, I was wondering if you had. No, I definitely never heard of that. Um, what did you think of like the uh, occasional integration of like news articles or like magazine clippings and blog posts and things like that?
1: I honestly liked it. I feel like it gave the book something different. And it allowed it kind of let you see like how terrible old Hollywood was Mm -hmm. for like the the stars in it. Because I feel like if you just like written it from like the narrators, well, it wasn't it was like from their own perspective, you'd be like, Yeah, like I get it, but those are your own thoughts. But like just having like a clear look at what they're doing mm-hmm. I liked it
0: I liked it too I think this is one of the very rare instances that like doing this in a book didn't take me out of it at all like if anything it added to the story whereas usually I find it's like kind of annoying and it takes me out of it and I just want to get back in
1: yeah um what, what did you think Evelyn's angle was
0: because you know I like- had no idea Did you because like in do you mean like in the beginning when she's like oh I called you here under false pretenses like yeah and like they kept
1: on saying like there's something else going on don't know what it is you'll find out later Mm -hmm. did you have like a guess no (laughs) did you fair enough no I did not (laughs) I I tried my best I
0: was like I honestly have no idea I know and like Um, like this is, this is how you know that like We Were Liars didn't have a great plot twist because you and I just like, we know nothing about the books we read. We try to predict something and it just, nothing is there. So like if, if an author cannot surprise us, that's really sad. (laughs) But like, I don't know. And then when Evelyn was like talking about how Like when we find out that Evelyn wants her to write a biography and like because and like she's like well when it comes out I want to be dead and then like I feel like Monique's internal monologue was exactly how I was feeling like the whole time she's just kind of like what is going on? I don't understand. Like, she wants me to write this biography. She says she's going to be dead. When is she going to die? Is she sick? What is happening? Like, yeah, I I was also thinking the whole time
1: that Evelyn was sick. Same. That is like terminal illness, cancer, something like that is what I was going with.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, we were right. It's not how she died, but oh yeah.
1: Damn, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. But like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I expected it to end. Oh my god! Also, the, not not the not the first husband, like the fifth when she was fifteen. Mm-hmm. I think it was the second husband, Dawn. I mm-hmm. <laughs> just like this this character development was fast and I was thinking um so like right at the beginning I was like you know what I like Dawn then she started flirting with Harry at their wedding I was a bit
0: I was a bit thrown off by that I um I think we've talked about this before but I love it when um books that I'm reading reference like other books that i have read and the fact that evelyn was like really gunning for um being joe in little women for like the like a good chunk of this book i loved that i was like well i've read that book i know that character love a good crossover and also just like not (laughs) to continue to like What's the phrase? Like, beat this dead horse or something like that? <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> it sounds a little weird, but I'm pretty sure that's the phrase. I don't, I don't want to Google it, just in <laughs> case you're wrong. Um, Fair enough. But, because we're t- we're, you were talking about, like, Don and how you really liked him in the beginning. That is how it ends with us, like, should have been. I made the exact same note. <laughs> like, I was super invested in Don. I thought he was going to be great. I think early in the book, um, Monique theorizes that Don was like the love of her life. Or maybe she th- thought it was Harry. I kind of forget. I didn't write it down. Um, but like, I thought that Don was like, gonna die like I thought that that was the only way that Evelyn would move on and like find another husband because this was husband number two technically but like the first husband that she really like cared for and loved so I didn't I did not anticipate him becoming like an abusive asshole yeah like it was I
1: made the note being like within five pages I loved Don and then ended up hating him. How did It Ends With Us take a whole entire book and I still neither loved or hated him? I was just like, you are nothing. And just like...
0: Yeah, like there's the part or there's the line in the book where she says, We were married for two months before he started hitting me. And I was just like, No, like, what do you mean? That's not okay. Like, it genuinely shocked me. um I feel like another really well, I feel like this book in general was really good at giving like mini plot twists. I think that's partly because of, of like Evelyn's character in general. Like, she's very like good at coming up with like schemes and like very good at hiding things from people including I guess the reader um but another like mini plot twist that I did not anticipate was uh Evelyn Hugo faking a miscarriage to kind of stop the media from spreading rumors about her and like to make it seem like she was at least trying to give Dawn a child, which obviously, in this time period, a woman was only as good as her ability to make a baby, so.
1: Yeah, it, it was honestly, I feel like I had a hard time deciding throughout the book if I liked Evelyn Hugo admired her or thought she was insane like it was a fine line she was walking sometimes mm-hmm. but she did have like a a huge disregard for other people's like feelings a lot yeah. of the time it was not but like it's not and like that's coming wasn't... from you <laughs> Yeah. hey <laughs> but like it wasn't like she wasn't aware of it which is mm-hmm. like you know how some people are like, "No, no, I'm a great person." They're actually terrible. She knew what she was doing. So I'm like, mm, "Is that different?"
0: Yeah. I I feel like I respect her more than I like her cuz at least she did have that self-awareness, like she knew what she was doing. So like I don't think I would ever want to be like her friend cuz like I wouldn't want to get caught up in that mess but like I don't know but I do think that she was like really smart and in her own way and she was very ambitious so like she has redeeming qualities
1: yeah like it's not like she didn't think everything through she thought everything through, and then just
0: sometimes landed at the wrong decision. <laughs> I did not anticipate Evelyn and Celia becoming lovers. I also did
1: not see that. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, "Was I meant to see that coming?" Because I did not. I yeah did not. I, see care, it. I think for me, it was the title that had swayed me to not think that that would happen. Cause I was like seven husbands, obviously Celia is not one of them. <laughs> so I just like, I didn't think about it. And then like, to be fair,
0: I feel like it is one of those things that you could probably tell. Probably. It was, it was a me problem. I mean, I didn't, yeah, I definitely did not see it coming. And like, I don't know, because apparently everyone except Evelyn noticed that Celia was a lesbian. I did not notice at all. Um, I liked, I feel like I liked their friendship a lot more than I liked their romance at times. Like, I feel like their romance was a bit messy. Granted, it wasn't like their fault. It was because of, you know, the media and being gay was absolutely not okay during this time period. Like it also kind of puts into perspective how different things were back then, because like, if you think about it, this time period really wasn't that long ago. Like, but we were raised with such different notions about people being gay. Like, obviously There are still homophobic people in the world, which is terrible. But it's just, it's so much more widely accepted now. Like, we are in Pride Month. Like, but this book takes place before Pride was even a thing. This takes place when Pride was like starting, like when the protests were happening. Yeah. Like,
1: I feel like, as, like, obviously, as much as it has. Moved in a better direction. Obviously, it's still not like where it should be by any means. And mm-hmm. in some parts of the world, even probably here, it's horrible. Yeah. So, yes, good, good, good direction we're going in. Not a good, good place late. that we're in still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, when, when she, cause this is like quite early on. That she's like who is like the love of your life, mm -hmm. and then she's like Cecilia St. James. And I was like, No, it's not one of the seven husbands. Damn. I
0: know. I thought I think this all happens like when or like we find out either just before Don and Evelyn get a divorce, or they're like still in a relationship when we kind of like find out about. Cecilia. Cecilia and Evelyn.
1: I feel like what surprised me most was the timing because at this point I think we were still only introduced to two husbands. Yep. And I was
0: like, oh, where is the story going? (laughs) Yeah, I also was super surprised because um, I feel like I mean, I have like a physical copy of the book. I know you read it on your phone. Um, like Dawn's story takes up like almost half the book. I mean, I guess that just kind of goes to show that like the rest of the husbands for the better part of things were not as like, not quite as monumental as Dawn. I think there's one other really that was important to Evelyn, but like, I feel like for a lot of the book, I was like, how do we still have more husbands to go? Like, I feel like Dawn, when his story was wrapped up and they had like finished getting the divorce and she was getting married to someone else, I was just like, okay, so now we're on husband three, which means there's four more to go. Like, how is there still so many husbands?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like also like a lot of the books that we read when they're like focused on marriages are always like love stories and i'm not like obviously this is technically it is a love story but i did like the fact that the marriages themselves weren't necessarily the love story Mm -hmm. it was like what was happening throughout was the actual love and like the marriages were just like a means to getting something else and i I don't know thought it was interesting Mm
0: -hmm. me too what did you think were you um What did you think about Dawn and Ruby getting engaged? Like when you read that, it's just like an article clipping.
1: Plot twist. Plot twist. When Ruby said, like, had the phone call with Evelyn being like, you could have told me that like
0: Dawn was abusive. I was like, damn. Yeah. I did not like Ruby though. I didn't like her character at all no neither did i but also like don was worse don oh yeah was don worse. was definitely worse not at the beginning but when his like true colors started to show
1: yeah i just sorry i was reading my notes there's one part where evelyn is describing celia and it's like when celia's hair was wet she didn't smell like shampoo she smelled like clay was that is that a compliment <laughs> i don't know and it threw me off. I was like, I can't tell if this is like, yes, Plato smells good. Would I want to smell like it? No. It was, I feel like there are a million ways that you could have described the scent of another person. I don't know if when describing the love of your life, the scent of clay really paints the picture for me.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe it was some sort of symbolism that we missed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's very likely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, one of the things that I was I wanted to like bring up because it was the point in the book where I really realized like just how bad it was for gay people back in the day. Um, but it's when Evelyn is like talking to Celia about going on a date with her third husband, Mick Rivera. Um, And Celia is like not okay with it and she doesn't want Evelyn to do it. And Evelyn um, is like, we don't have a choice. Not if you want to keep your job, not if you want to keep this house, not if you want to keep any of our friends, not to mention that the police could come after us. And it's like, it's one of those things where like I've always known how bad it was, but like, I always like forget that police could literally yeah. Get hearing police involvement was like, oh, yeah, like that's the part that really threw me through a loop because like obviously, I I knew that, but just reading it in a book like this made it feel a lot more real. As like, I'm a heterosexual woman, so like, I don't really relate directly to any of these themes so like I will never have to go through that like stigma and, and like fear of you know having to hide a relationship or anything like that um so like you know I've always had empathy for it but I've never yeah it was just different reading it for some reason I don't really know why
1: Oh, you know what I did really appreciate? Mm-hmm. Um, you know how a lot of the time people are like, money isn't everything, like stuff like that. It it technically is like a theme in this book that money isn't everything, mm-hmm. but there it's mentioned, I think a few times where Evelyn Hugo is obviously a movie star, she's a lot of money and she's like, but it like it's a luxury being able to decide that when you're rich and famous you can decide that wealth is not everything and i was like you know what that's a good point because so many people say it like money isn't everything and i'm like yes but like if i can't afford like shelter over my head money is everything so i like that they didn't like say it as a blanket statement yeah
0: i um I, I saw an interview I think it was with um the guy who plays Joey from friends mm-hmm. um and he was doing an interview and he was just like talking about the money that he has donated because I guess he's really um he donates to charity just a whole bunch and he he said the the real truth is is that money does buy happiness you just have to give it away and like, if you have a lot of money and you buy things for yourself that won't buy you happiness but like there's a lot of psychology that proves that like buying something for like people or donating money like it actually does make you feel really really good inside and it makes you happy like it reduces it reduces it really releases happy chemicals in your brain to do that. And like Evelyn Hugo obviously donated a lot as well. So like, I like that that was kind of mentioned as well, that she didn't just like hoard her money. She did donate to things that she was really passionate about. Also, I mean, obviously I knew that, um, Evelyn was like planning on, uh, eloping and having sex with, this mick rivera guy um but yeah when when celia found out and they had that really big fight and then they ended up breaking up oh man that that was stressful
1: i like i i obviously understand the fight however i didn't understand the surprise on celia's part i thought that was just like expected and then like I read I read that she was surprised and I was like oh mm-hmm. was I not supposed to know that that was happening
0: uh I mean I guess Celia just didn't anticipate it but like obviously we did because we had read that it was That's going true. Th- yeah. to happen and we
1: at that point we knew who El- Evelyn Hugo was and what yeah she was,
0: like willing to do so mm-hmm. I um I definitely think that that should have been something that maybe Evelyn had, like, made sure that Celia knew and been like, hey, I want to, I'm going to, like, elope and marry this man. Which means, and I also plan on having sex with him and, like, essentially to make him fall out of love with me. Like, I feel like that should have been talked about. Like, I do understand, like, I don't really understand Celia's surprise, but if Celia didn't know or didn't anticipate it, I do understand her, like, being upset about it, if that yeah. makes any sense. Um. However, I'm, like, not a fan. It, it happens a lot in this book where, like, Celia gets, like, really mean at times. She is mean. I, like, like, it's,
1: to be fair, like, towards the end, she does accept that she does get mean.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm but you're right. Like it's, it's consistent. Yeah. Like I have a quote here. It's, it's from when they break up this time when she finds out that Evelyn had sex with Mick. Um, And she goes, you're a whore, Evelyn. You let men screw you for fame and that's why I'm leaving you. And it's like, yeesh, you're really like going for it. It's just, yeah, it was a lot of times. It was really hard to read some of the things that Celia was saying, not that Evelyn is much better, like, Evelyn is also arguably not a great human being.
1: Not really arguably, I think. <laughs> I think quite clearly she's not great. That's true.
0: Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just hard to read some of these things. I was like, "Ooh, harsh. Yeah, like,
1: no one deserves to hear that from someone that's breaking, like, someone that you were dating.
0: Yeah. I will say that, like, as terrible as Evelyn can be, I did really like her kind of, like, feminist perspective, especially because of, like, the time period that this took place in. I liked how she brought up a lot of, like, feminist kind of things, and it's, like, she was aware of it at the time, and she's, like, reflecting on it, and she already had these, like, feminist ideas, like, one of the things she says super early on in the book is she says I know the whole world prefers a woman who doesn't know her power but I'm sick of all that and like I would have to agree (laughs) like
1: yeah you're right I feel like especially thinking about the time period that this is like meant to be written in Evelyn is like quite a feminist and like Mm -hmm. the way she thinks about or herself i think Mm -hmm.
0: and like i think she was talking about one of her i don't i don't have the quotes here but um i think she was talking about her wedding with mick and she was talking about the vows and like the man promises to love you forever and the woman promises to obey the man like and she kind of brings that up like that is so stupid like and then like also in the beginning when she is telling monique about the biography and she says make them pay you what they would pay a white man like she just yeah i did like her feminism even if she is kind of a bad human <laughs> i
1: also love that she never forgave Don. like when they met each other again she never explicitly said i forgive you when he apologized good he did not deserve a forgiveness mm-hmm. but she also like she wasn't mean to him or anything but Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was nice.
0: Yeah. And I feel like she didn't forgive him, but she, like, appreciated that he was, like, working on himself. I think she kind of, like, for forgave him a little bit when she, she noticed that, like, he actually had changed. It wasn't just, like, him saying sorry and then her being like, oh, it's okay. Like, she was like, no, yeah. I need to, like, see that you're not still doing this shit. <laughs>
1: Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes people don't deserve forgiveness. When people say forgive and forget, no. <laughs> Sometimes I will not. <laughs> like, why is it my job to forgive you for being an asshole? It isn't.
0: It isn't. It's your
1: job to not be an asshole.
0: Um, I didn't necessarily like... Celia's um attitudes towards Evelyn either having actual sex with men or fake sex. Like it was brought up a lot that um obviously Mick she wasn't okay with. I feel like that was justified, but, um, she had sex with Harry because she wanted a kid with Harry. And I think that's like kind of fine, especially for like the time. I know it's not like great, but it's it's not like they were having sex because they were super passionate about it. They were like, I want a kid. This is how we do it. Harry's gay. <laughs> and Evelyn was in love with Celia. Like she's bi. She's not, you know, she she is attracted to some men, but like it was just different. And then Celia also gets upset when Evelyn talks to her about having to do like intimate scenes with Dawn in a movie and she's like I don't want to watch that and Evelyn's like okay well then don't watch it but like this is my job I'm an actor like and this is like my shtick basically so I didn't really understand
1: I also feel like Celia was a bit unfair in like accepting the fact that uh, Evelyn liked uh, like sleeping with men and women, because mm-hmm. she, she kept on saying like, "like you're a lesbian, I'm a lesbian," and Celia was like, "and not Celia." Evans like, "no," <laughs> like that's what I'm trying to tell you, and I feel like <laughs> Celia just would not listen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is I
1: feel unfair. like unfair,
0: super unfair. I also feel like, um, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I kind of lost my point. Like. after a certain point Celia should have kind of known who Evelyn is you know like which kind of ties into her like um, bisexuality like Celia just didn't want to accept that Um, and so she just like chose not to as well as like Evelyn having like sex scenes in movies and it's like okay well You know how Evelyn is portrayed by the media. You know the roles that she tends to, like, get. It's because she has her, like, you know, her thing. So I just, I found it a little unfair. Yeah, I feel like Celia was like, yeah,
1: I love you, but also change parts of who you are. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised when Celia was sick?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Were you? Yeah. <laughs> Naturally, I did not see it coming.
0: Oh my God. Do you have any opinions on like Max Girard? I think she, he was one of the last husbands, he was like the movie director. Who, like, kind of only liked the idea of Evelyn, not really mm. Evelyn herself. And then he ended up, like, cheating on her a whole bunch. And it was just, I didn't, ugh. Yeah, Didn't love it that. Was,
1: it was an unfortunate string of husbands for Evelyn Hugo.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: she did not, to be fair, I don't think she was ever really looking. Except for maybe one of them. Where she was looking to marry for love but i most of them obviously not because she loved celia
0: Mm -hmm. um so we are at the end of the book i'm ready to talk about the real fucking fuck shit plot twist that happened like the entire book monique mentions and like evelyn mentions that Or they talk about how Monique is going to hate Evelyn. And, like, Monique constantly has this, like, internal dialogue that's like, I have no idea what's going on. What the fuck is she going to do? Like, what could possibly make me hate this woman who I'm, like, growing to admire and respect?
1: No, I was going to say no part of me could have seen this coming. However, I think there is light foreshadowing where... (laughs) (laughs) probably where Monique talks about her father dying at some point I don't know where it is but I know it's before the actual like incident and like how she was something about that (laughs) is in the story and when you look back on it and you're like hmm I guess you wouldn't mention that for no reason.
0: Yeah, and I think they do mention that he like worked in the movie industry. Yeah, like. <laughs> okay, maybe it was less surprising. It was really surprising to us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was So basically Harry and Monique's father We're having a love affair. Monique's father was married to Monique's mother and didn't want to leave her because of, I think, the daughter, like Monique mainly. Yeah, I think Monique had been born. And uh, Harry was drunk and drove into a pole and killed Monique's father. And then Evelyn Evelyn found them and switched. So it looks like Monique's dad was driving. And that's what Monique thought about her father the whole time. That he was a drunk driver and had killed himself. And she was wrong.
0: It was Evelyn Hugo. I know. And that's why Evelyn sought out Monique to do the biography. To like
1: make up for I didn't even know. I don't know either. No part of me guessed that that was that was going to happen. I was like no
0: oh i will say that the part where harry was like dying that was really heartbreaking i hated that yeah that was sad i hated that so much um yeah no because like the whole i i i was shocked that was a plot twist that is (laughs) we were liars hello also, another thing that I just, like, didn't necessarily anticipate was um, Evelyn's suicide.
1: I also did not see that coming.
0: What do you think you would do if you were in that situation? And you, like, and, like, Evelyn had hinted at you that she was going to kill herself. Oh, like, if I was Monique? Yeah, if you were Monique like would you try to stop it?
1: I don't know what I would do. Cuz like I'm trying to imagine I find out that you're the one that like ruined my father. <laughs> and it like he did not kill himself. One of your like your husband had killed him. Mhm. And then you're like, yeah, I want to die. I'd be like, hmm, I think I would be in a little bit of an ethical dilemma.
0: I feel like I honestly just I wouldn't say anything just because Evelyn doesn't like directly say that she's going to kill herself. And I feel like I would just gaslight myself into thinking that I was making it up. I'd be like, oh, she's not going to do like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: I would assume I was
0: being like dramatic. I'm like, yeah, I would assume that I was being stupid um but yeah anyways in summary a lot of twists a lot of husbands do you have a favorite husband i actually did want to ask you about that i
1: feel like harry yeah just like when they had um their daughter and like they would have like breakfast together i thought it was just cute like they were maybe a bit of a, a not typical family, but they were a happy family nonetheless.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it was nice because they just like had an agreement and they respected one another and like, yeah, it was just, it was really good. All right. Well, I guess to wrap up, do you have a favorite character and a favorite quote?
1: I don't know. None of the characters were like, "Wow, I love this character." It it just wasn't like that kind of book for me. Mm -hmm. So I don't really think I have a favorite character. I like they were all interesting, Mm -hmm. Um, but no, nothing that really stuck out. But (laughs) my favorite glow. (laughs) It was uh, when Monique was talking to. Uh, Evelyn Hugo when she first found out uh, that Cecilia Celia, I keep on calling her Cecilia, not Celia. Celia St. James uh, was Evelyn's love for life. (laughs) And she's like, Evelyn closed her eyes for a moment. And at first I thought, I think she was processing the weight of what I had said. But once she opened her eyes again, I realized she was trying to process my stupidity. (laughs) I giggled. That's
0: a good one. It's a really good one. Um I think my favorite character, I agree with you, like I don't really have a a character that I just love, but I think if I had to pick a favorite character, it would be um Harry. Yeah. I just liked his vibe. Not not like super special or anything like that, but I liked his energy, his relationship with Evelyn, even like before the marriage and stuff like that. Um, And then my favorite quote is the one that I, I think I mentioned it earlier about um, the whole world prefers a woman who doesn't know her power, but I'm sick of all that. I just found it real deep. Um, I like it. Also, um, I, would just like to say for the record that Evelyn's like scene like her like super famous scene in this book where she's like walking out of a body of water and then the film just like cuts like right before you see a nipple that is exactly how I like my sex scenes to be in books <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as I read that I was like this is exactly what I look for in a romance novel I want to know it's about to happen and then I just want it to cut to after <laughs> that's how I like my romance books to read agreed all right do you have any final thoughts no right. I liked
1: it thank you book talk <laughs> for <laughs> one did not steer us wrong this time <laughs> and do you, you want- know a timely book for pride
0: month yeah I, I feel and like fully accidental Mm -hmm. I feel like we did say that we want to try to be a little bit more aware of the books that we're reading at certain times of the year (laughs) and then we just kind of
1: barely aware of the books themselves (laughs) when you add in other layers (laughs) everything is too much Mm -hmm.
0: I feel like it'll be easier with like our book talks to be a little more topical but like
1: Yeah, this one is a topical book. I think it was, obviously, I don't know how, like, factually correct some of, like, the things are, Mm -hmm. but the general vibe of understanding how hard it was to be openly gay in that time period, I think was, like, it was good timing for us to read that book during Pride Month. And, do
0: you want to introduce the next book? I feel like I've talked a lot. Which one are we reading now? Throne of
1: Glass. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I know we said it was nice to have a fantasy break, but we're immediately back (laughs) because I have no self-control. The next book we're reading is the first of nine um, in a series called A Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Maas. And not only are we back to fantasy, we're back to, back Sarah, to Sarah J, J. Mass. But to be fair, we are not reading all nine straight in a row.
0: Yeah. So we'll be you, breaking them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you do not um particularly enjoy our obsession with Sarah J Mass or our obsession with fantasy, we are breaking it up. So we're only gonna do this series every other episode. So after we read the first book we will have a different book that's like a different vibe probably a non-fantasy book and then we will go back to throne of glass and continue to alternate so that we're not just reading exclusively sarah j mass for the entire podcast um yeah if you want to follow us on social media our instagram and (laughs) No? What? <laughs> I said
1: just don't. Like if oh. you want on social media, just don't.
0: I thought you were just like
1: <laughs> to you. I'm like, ah, you know what? <laughs> just don't. No, I'm sorry. I was just interrupting
0: you because I was feeling annoying. When are you not? Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we have an Instagram and a Twitter at bookbevies. And If you have any longer inquiries, we also have a Gmail, which is bookbevies at gmail.com.
1: Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe
0: if you feel like it. Thanks. Also, only nice ratings. Don't rate us bad.
1: (laughs) No, I I want the harsh truth. I don't.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening.
1: Bye. Bye.